Once again from sunny California, it's the Ride Ready Podcast brought to you by the Polaris Help Center. This is part two of our Glamis series. I'm Joe Zemer, and I am not an expert. I'm not an expert on any number of things, and that includes Glamis, an unincorporated community in Imperial County, California. But I recently spent three days there to learn more about this gateway to the Imperial Sand Dunes. And there's no better place to learn about Glamis than the famous Glamis Beach Door, a staple of the Dooner community for 40 years. It's a place to find any supply you might need and a place to relax and swap stories about the dunes. Going to the Glamis Beach Store means talking with a woman whose family has run the store since it opened. She has a legal name, but no one uses it. Around here, she's simply known as Mama Jeannie. Her father built the store. Nowadays, she runs it, and she's got plenty of stories to tell. What, what are you best known as around here? What does everyone call you? Mama Jeannie. That's simple, because... Yeah, or they call me Mama. How did that How did that nickname come to be? My dad. When uh, the sandbar was originally built, there was a hood here in the bar that we're doing the interview in, and it had, I came back from getting supplies with my mother, and there was this lettering all over it that said Mama Jeannie, so everybody started referring to me as Mama Jeannie, and it stuck since 1982. Can you tell us the the origin story of the beach store and how how it came about? How it came about? Uh, actually, we started off doing rocking in the early 70s, and we probably dad got involved in dooning because he enjoyed it, and we probably had came out here maybe one or two years, and. Uh, the old store was up and running at that point in time. When he, when we were here dooning, he and he was a car racer many years ago. He had a lot of things that he liked to create and do, but we won't get into that. We would camp and we met some other people, and uh, he found out because he was a mechanic by trade from the Bay Area, Sunnyvale, that he had arthritis in his hands. And he was at the point where he was having a hard time holding a wrench. But when we came here during a Christmas run, which is about, we'd come here for about two weeks, he found that he didn't have to take the pills for it. And he was looking around and he thought, well, maybe I can buy the old store. Well, they didn't want to sell the old store for him. So he bought this section of land and uh, thought he'd start a little store or something and uh, he would retire. Well, he never really retired. He just kept going and going and going. Uh, the way this side of the pad is built, there was no pad here for the store. He actually had it built up and uh, I can remember laying the floors in the store, the crisscross tiles with him. Uh, he was very hands-on. I guess that's why I'm so hands-on. And it, it has been an interesting life out here. The first day of the store opening was November 17th. We made the first dollar in 1979. So this is our 40th year. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to stay on, to carry on his legacy. How has this place changed over 40 years? 
Well, when we were first here, it was the tail end of what they call a water pumper. That's when they would take an old car and put a frame and soup up an engine. And uh, it's changed a lot. I've seen the three-wheelers just start out. I've seen the side-by-sides take over from the expensive, you know, fast, uh, all your expensive sand toys, I would call it, because back in the day, they would, when duning started, before we were involved in it in the 60s, they would just get an old car and chop it all up and try to come out here and play in the sand. Anything else you want to add about this, the, the, the time you're at the store and what people should know maybe if they're coming out to the dunes and want to stop by the store? Well, we try to help them as much because what Dad did is if people requested something, we tried to get it. So if you go in the store, there's a little bit of everything and we try to keep it that way. If there's enough requests, we fill it up. All right. Well, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, honey. Take care. You too. If you've been to the Glamis Beach store, Mama Jeannie certainly is a familiar face. But she's not the only one. There's Devin, her fiancé and a longtime Dooner. Her Uncle Jerry might be coming up on his 92nd birthday, but he's still hard at work in the store. Her Aunt Marilyn greets visitors with a smile. The resident historian, she prefers to pronounce it Glamis, like the Scottish castle in Macbeth it was named for. Out front on the patio, you're likely to find Leonard Johnson, a retired deputy chief better known as Sheriff John. They can tell you more about Glamis than I ever could. So here's Glamis, the store, and the dunes in their words. My name is Marilyn LeBlanc Downey. My brother, Beau, Eugene Louis LeBlanc II, is the one, and, and my sister-in-law, Kay, his wife, she and I were very close from when we were 11 years old. And we had a lot of fun together. And they came out here and they stayed in a trailer on the property across the street. And what, what was one of the main reasons my brother liked it is the fact that he had arthritis in his fingers. And when he was here, the pain was not, it was not that bad. First of all, it was just the store and a few t-shirts started out small. And as time progressed and years went by, it got larger, more t-shirts, which I found out from him surprisingly when he told me what was the money maker here. T-shirts. I can't believe it. Anyway, and then it evolved into the bar. It was, oh, 
many, many fun times in this <laughs> bar. <laughs> and then, of course, oh, the pizza parlor. My niece, Betty Jean, Betty Jeanie, I've always called her. She ran that. The best pizza you'd ever want to eat. I mean, people would be lined outside the door, clear into this patio area for her pizza, all her and sandwiches, whatever, were very, very delicious, very popular. And she did that for many, many years. So the bar, store, and a restaurant, what else is there? You know, and uh, it has been very successful, and I've been so so proud of my brother, and sister-in-law, and my niece, and of course my nephew, Eugene Louis LeBlanc the third, who was out here for a time, and uh, he was very good at mechanics, very good. And it's been just, for me, whenever I come here, I tell my niece, Betty Jeannie, I'm home. I have a home, you know. But the memories, and, you know, I feel like, because we're from a family of 13 children. I'm number 11. And now there are only two of us left sister who's younger than myself and all the rest are gone so it makes me feel good when I come here because at least I have Betty Jeannie and out here 27 miles from the nearest store or anything it's like uh, we're in an oasis but when people come here like the first time, they always come back. In fact, there have been so many that I've uh, talked with in the store. They're grown and have their own children, some even with grandchildren, and say, I've been coming here since I was two and a half years old. And, and that's really something. And of course, they come from Australia, from all over the world, really. And uh, it's interesting to talk to those people also. Well, my name is Jerome, but I go by Jerry Downey. Uh, I've been coming to Glamis for about almost 40 years when Bo, built, when Bo LeBlanc built this place in uh, 1979. And uh, my wife and I came here many times and uh, visited with him while I was still working as a worker. And I retired about almost 30 years ago. And Bo had had a heart attack, and he asked me to come out and help him. So I started coming out and helping him, and uh, I've enjoyed every day I've been here. Going out with Bo and, and his, uh, the, the buggy he built, and the battery fell out, and a few other little <laughs> funny things happened. But we had a, it was it was just a lot of fun here. Uh, I'm not one 
and spent a lot of time in the desert. Uh, I came here mostly to work, and I, I'm, I've been working since I was a young boy, and I have not stopped. I'm going to be 92 on my next birthday. And uh, good Lord willing, I'll be here next year. I'm Devin Adkins, and uh, I've been coming out to Glamis for probably, well, since 83, 1983. My first trip out here was uh, Thanksgiving. I had some friends that were telling me about Glamis and how cool it was and all that stuff, and they actually told me to uh, come to the Glamis Beach store, come up to the restaurant bar, and they would be up here, and uh, I've been coming out ever since then. I haven't missed a Thanksgiving yet. The dunes are just so phenomenal, and you don't have the dust like you do in the hard pack. Just so smooth, and the transitions, it's like a roller coaster without the rails. When I first started coming, there were a lot of Volkswagens and V8s and stuff like that. And um, over the years, it's transitioned into uh, the side-by-side market. I had got my first side-by-side in 2008, the Polaris 800. Ever since then, it's just been nonstop with the side-by-side market. It's just exploded. It's just amazing. To me, I'm kind of hardcore ride because I like to ride all year out here. And uh, the season typically starts October 1st to usually about really the weather dictates the season, how long it lasts. Most of the time, you can get Easter in, but it starts getting really hot. But um, I have a group that we come out all year, and we call it the summer rides. And um, we come out once a month, and um, there's nobody out here. The sand is virgin. It's just, that's our real, our real riding season is from May to September, because there's nobody out here. The dunes are just virgin, and it's just so awesome. But the rest of the people that are weather sensitive, we'll call it, <laughs> uh, they don't start coming out till usually Halloween, till possibly Easter, depending on the weather. Glamis is open all year. I just love the summertime as my real riding season because right now the dunes are pretty tore up with all the traffic and stuff. I'm Leonard Johnson. Uh, been coming out here since uh, around 78. Um, started out hard rocking, but then came out to the sand and forgot about hard rocking. My kids were uh, six, eight, and 10 then, and they wanted to participate. And it was a lot safer for them in the sand than it was in the hard rock. And all they did was ride in the hard rock because they couldn't, uh, couldn't ride out there. So, um, I had an old-style VW buggy, fiberglass body. They called it a purple people leader because it was purple. And uh, after our first trip, took them down to the Honda dealer and bought them all three, uh, all three of them, uh, 110, three-wheelers. And from then on, they were hooked and, you know, kids were taken care of. Even back in those days, you the big holidays, there was a lot of people. Um, the old store has a lot of good memories because it was uh, just old school. I mean, you know, it, uh, you had one phone booth out there. Uh, you had the gas pump that you still had the glass 
bubble at the top where you've seen the glass and the gas flowing through it, you know. Um, and we were in a time period there where the water pumpers were phasing out and the VW Corvairs were phasing in. And then here came the three-wheeler and later the quad invasion. So there's been a lot of changes over the years, but uh, even back then, they, they estimated, say, Thanksgiving, 100,000 plus people. So, well, you know, in my early years, uh, we always came pretty well prepared. Uh, usually only had to come to the store for ice and stuff, and we had a large group out there, so we really didn't sit around uh, out on the patio like we do these days. Um, so it's different in that aspect. And then, of course, I, I briefly knew the people that owned the store then, Bo and, and his wife, but not like I have become friends with Jeannie and uh, Devin. Well, we had some good times up here right here in the bar. And uh, actually, prior to the restaurant being built, then pizza was also served here. And we could bring the kids and make it a family affair. And we're only just a, a short distance away from, from the dunes, so, or where we were camped. Uh, I don't know. And, and also, even though you come prepared, there's something you always forget. And generally speaking, the store would have it. So it's been an important part. I, I think the most important part or point to make for people who have never been here before and have decided they wanted to try it and they have their toys that they want to try is to come out with someone experienced. There's just too often. These dunes are dangerous uh, in more ways than one, but especially like right now after the monsoon, after the high winds and stuff, instead of the top of the hills being rounded off, they're razorbacks. And there's drop-offs where you least expect a drop-off. So you need to be with someone that's experienced leader versus going out on your own, not knowing anything about the dunes. Adjacent to the Glamis Beach store is Glamis Fab, the shop run by the one and only Joe Fab. You hope you never have to visit him, but if you break down in the dunes, he's the first person you want to see. Joe Fab's shop is in its 11th riding season in Glamis. My name is Joe Fab. I own Glamis Fab by Joe Fab, and we fix anything that rolls. Anything to keep people rolling, get them home, shackles, you know, on trailers, they break leaf springs. We have all that stuff to take care of. If you can imagine it broken, I've already fixed it. That's the best way. I'm not bragging. I'm just, it, it's so many things come that we just like roll our eyes. I mean, a guy came in with a buggy and it was completely broken in half. They had it all like ratchet strapped together. And he's like, my, my dooning's over. And I'm like, yeah, just go to the bar. This is back when the bar was open. And we jacked it up, and I hit it with a sledgehammer, and the whole thing snapped together. We torched it. I welded it all and charged the guy, and he was in the bar. I actually came up to the bar and go, hey, your car's done. He's like, you fixed it? And I'm like, it's all ready to go. And he was so happy. You know, we charged him 300 bucks, and off he went. Well, I was at the sand show in 08, and Mama Jeannie came walking up, and she says, you know, we really need somebody like you that you could help us. And I said, Mama Jeannie, I'm so busy. And she goes, if there's any man that can figure it out, you're going to figure it out. And I was like, ugh. 
And it took about three days after the sand show, and I was down here checking out the spot. What's neat about the beach store is you're out in the middle of 35 square miles of sand dunes, and you have a place that you can pull up, go get a bag of ice, have an ice cream, hang out with the kids on the picnic tables. It's really it's about family. It's really about that. I have a little missile car that I... I go out and have fun, but that's why I come a day early so I can go out and just cruise and just have a good time. But once it starts, I, no, I don't have time. It's a little single seater, weighs 800 pounds, has an Ecotec turbo on E85 with a 60 shot of nitrous, and it puts out 500 and about 50 to the tires. And it weighs 800 pounds, and I'm not kidding. Thanksgiving, there's 500,000 people that show up here. I mean, it is city after city after city just pop up, pop up, pop up. And then all of a sudden, when it's over, it's just silent desert again. Just come and have a great time, but be safe. You have to figure out, it's like, the, the ones that have the most fun is the Canadian guys, because they, it's, they do this in the snow. It's the same thing, but snow-packed. After Camp Razor, we left Glamis. But the dune riding season was only beginning. And the events are only beginning. There's a massive Veterans Day ceremony each year out at the flagpole. That ceremony is especially meaningful for people like Jerry, a World War II veteran, and John, a Vietnam vet. Marilyn writes and reads a poem in front of thousands of people. Here's the ceremony in John's words. You know, it's hard to, to really describe the feeling that, that gives a, a veteran. Uh, I served in the Air Force from 66 to 70, Vietnam 67, 68. And I'm very proud of being a veteran. Um, my first exposure to it was probably about uh, 10, 12 years ago now. I mean, they, they didn't had them before that, but uh, that's when I became aware of them. And GlamourStunes.com is the one that, that sponsors that event. And just each year, uh, it's just gotten bigger and better every year they they recognize each and every veteran every veteran comes up before the mic identifies himself and speaks briefly about his years of service and then he's presented with uh, a challenge coin or survivor's coin whichever you prefer to call it it uh, depicts all of the emblems of all branches of the service and then the other side they, they try to pick a selective part of the past wars to, to, to memorialize, if you will. Um, for example, when they, a few years back when they recognized uh, Vietnam as the era they wanted to uh, memorialize, they uh, used an original uh, 223 brass uh, cartridge, or the remainders of a cartridge, uh, and made it into a pen, you know, and there was a couple of other things that depicted Vietnam War era stuff. So they just do a tremendous job, and in the last couple of years, we've had uh, flyovers, and uh, it's amazing, it really is. And you have the flagpole out there too. Tell us the significance of, of the flagpole and uh, all the, the some of the, the cool artifacts you were telling us about before that are, that are out there. Well, I know that there's at least uh, two ammo boxes. These are large ammo boxes. Uh, I don't know, probably 
10 by 12, something like that, or maybe even 12 by 12. One of them is upright, and that's where the flagpole is. The other one is almost all the way buried, and depending on how the wind blows and the route you're taking, you may run across it. There have been buggies that run into it. Um, the, these ammo boxes are left over from uh, General Patton's training days in preparation for is in going to uh, Africa to fight Rommel. Uh, there's other military artifacts that's been left out here from here all the way to Needles was his training area. Um, and then Chuck Boardman, who is probably uh, pretty close to being as famous as, as Bo is, you know, with a Glamis Beach store, Chuck Boardman owned Boardmanville, which is over on the other side of the tracks. We used to be able to get to it legally in off-road vehicles. We cannot now. But uh, he was a a Dooner, friend of the Dooners, and many, many friends. And so when he died, his friends went out and actually put a pole on top of this ammo box and a plaque commemorating uh, Chuck Boardman and his contributions to the Dooners over the years. And that's, that's where it started. And then Glamis Dunes got this idea, you know, that they wanted to do the Veterans Day uh, ceremony. Jeannie Boardman, Chuck's wife, provided them with a key that unlocks the swivel device on the flagpole. And uh, it's just gotten bigger every year since then. Thanks to Mama Jeannie, Devin, Auntie, Uncle, Sheriff John, Joe Fab, Terry, and everyone else at the Glamis Beach Store for their time, knowledge, stories, and hospitality. And thanks to you for listening. If you like what you've heard, leave us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe to the Ride Ready Podcast wherever they get their podcasts. Until next time, this has been the Ride Ready Podcast. Remember, all riders should always wear helmets, eye protection, and protective clothing and footwear. Read, understand, and follow your owner's manual. Never ride under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Ride within the limits of your own abilities and never engage in stunt or exhibition driving. The Ride Ready Podcast is brought to you by the Polaris Help Center, your first stop for vehicle information, maintenance tips, and how-to videos. Look for the help button in the upper right-hand corner of any Polaris brand website. 